my next guest has been coaching basketball for over 15 years at every different level you can imagine from junior high all the way up to division one basketball he's a dear friend of mine from bakersfield california we have john bonner John Bonner. Yo, what's happening, man? Man, nothing much, man. Just in here hanging in there, man. <laughs> I don't know. You can hear me all right? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. All right, cool. Yeah. How's everything been going? It's going. Trying not to go stir crazy in this house, but uh, oh yeah, that other than that, it's yeah. going good. Yeah, that cabin fever is real. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> man. You know, out here in L.A., it's still... Uh, you know, everything is still limited and shut down. So uh, it's a lot different. Like I was in Bakersfield not too long ago and, you know, they at least had restaurants open and all those things. So yeah, oh, LA is a little bit different. Like I got to go to Long Beach or somewhere if you want to sit down. But yes, yeah, it's, it's oh, real crazy. Just depending on where you are. Yeah. All that's changed now. Now they say you got to uh, dine, dine, dine outside if you're going to stay open. So a lot of restaurants closed again. Yep. That's crazy. Yep. Yeah, I was just in uh, L.A. for my aunt's party because she had a uh, uh, in remission from breast cancer, and we was all in Venice Beach and everything. I'm like, man, this is so. <laughs> it's like, man, they, they must have forgot it was a a pandemic. <laughs> man, it changes every week. Every yeah. week, I think everybody's still testing it out to <laughs> see yeah. what works and what not, what doesn't work, and all of that stuff. So. It's unique right now for sure. Yeah. It's true. Yep. Yep. Man. That's it. Man, so um, so was it good seeing your family and stuff out there in Bakersfield? Yeah, man. You know, I always like going home and checking in with everybody. It's a little bit of a task as you gotta drive to everybody's house and make sure you see everybody, but uh it's always good to go back home and see family, give you a little reset. Uh, yeah, get away from the day to day. So yeah, I love going back. I gotta get out to Fresno, man, to see my extended family. See y'all out there, you and yeah, Manny and all those people out there. So I gotta figure out a time to get out there. Yeah, we gotta get the old crew back together like we used to. Yeah, 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 good. Yeah, but man, we just just really been quarantining and pandemic and and just trying to trying to stay healthy and stay stay on top of. Stay on top of what's going on and staying aware, because like you said, it's it's changing daily, weekly. So just trying to stay stay ahead of it. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, man. Yeah. So man. So you said you mentioned Bakersfield, man. Give me a little little background of you growing up in Bakersfield. How how was that for you? Uh. I mean, clearly you don't know anything different if that's where you're, you're born and raised. I uh, I grew up on what would be considered – well, I lived on what would be considered the west side, but I grew up on the east side. So growing up in Bakersfield, for me, I mean, it's a melting pot. Uh, grew up in a neighborhood that was primarily black and Hispanic. Uh, wasn't a ton of money flowing through there, but, you know, when you're a kid, you don't really pay attention to that stuff. So yeah. uh, it wasn't bad, man. I mean – I'm grateful for my experiences. I mean, second grade, I got put in the gate program. And so that allowed me to go and 
see a whole different uh whole different class of people so it was always very interesting <laughs> to you know I used to throw on my collar shirt to go to school and fit in but then take it off so I could wear my white tee you know my blue <laughs> jeans uh once you get back <laughs> once you get back with your family so uh that was kind of cool and uh and different so uh but it definitely helped kind of shape who I am today and I'll never forget it and you know I strive to do a lot just to show people in that area that you know we could do some good things and kind of get out of there if we choose to. So, uh, yeah, Bakersfield definitely shaped the person that I am today. Yeah, and that's one of the big things now. Well, back then, a lot of people were were scared to to pretty much not. What I'm trying to say, like, fit in. Like they're like, man, I'm like I'm I'm with this crowd, and when I go back home, I got to switch it back up because I want to be labeled a square or. This yep. or that, but but now, shoot, man, it's man, it's just find your lane and, and and stay in it and and be who you truly are. Right, I agree with that. I mean, you know, it's almost like you know, for us growing up, uh, you thought one way, but you know, the opposite is cool now. It's almost cool to be a little bit of a square. It's almost yeah. cool to do things a little bit different. You know, be a little bit of a geek. You can do some things. So. I always find that funny, whereas now that's cool. But yeah. you know, back in our day, it wasn't like that. You know, you yeah. just try to hide those extra good talents that you might have had that was yeah. just a little bit different from the crowd. So, uh, and that's what we got to, yeah, yeah, it's different now. That's what we got to teach the, the the young youth now, man. Just it's okay to be intellectual, and you still could be part of the in crowd. Just be it. right. I think yeah. now, you know, the most unique that you are as a person, I think that's what kind of stands out, you know, these yeah. days, or at least it's what leads to success is just being unique and yeah. different and trying to find yeah. that. So it's almost like the complete opposite. You know, you try to, you try to be unique these days and you try to find ways to be unique to find that success. Um, whereas, you know, back in our day, it was probably you try to fit in a little bit more and that's yeah. what kind of helps you be successful, at least at the time. Yeah. You mentioned you had a lot of family out there in Bakersfield. How, how has that shaped you in becoming the man that you are today? Uh, you know, everything that I do uh, is for my family, and, and it's mainly for our younger generation. You know, we didn't grow up. Uh, I came from a family of a lot of hard workers, uh, mm-hmm. but they never they didn't necessarily go the education route, and so it was important for me to try to, you know, have some footing in that, especially being a male. Uh, There's only a few of us went to college to go get our our undergrad and then uh you know I was fortunate enough to get my master's but a big part of what I do is uh to try to you know be a little bit of motivation and hope and try to lead by example and try to model that you know we can we can still do some good things by getting out of there and and, uh getting our degrees and so for me I always try to just stand out and kind of model it you know I got 11 nieces and nephews right now okay Uh, well, if I count, you know, my sister, she just got engaged and, you know, there's a I'm trying to remember, I think you got three or four more kids. So it's about 15 now that well, added, added to it. Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so it's really important for me to uh, continue to kind of go on the path that I am. Um, it doesn't mean that everybody needs to go to college, but I want to make sure that they understand kind of what that can lead to. So uh, it's motivation for me to continue to succeed um, just because I can model that for them and, and hopefully it, it trickles down a little bit to where they get in a position to do better than me. 
and maybe Ellie Belly will be even more successful. And so uh, that's part of my goal with kind of what I do and, and why I do it. I mean, family's a big deal. Uh, it kind of pushed me to become who I am, and I kind of want to make sure I inspire those behind me to do yeah, the same with better. Because believe it or not, man, the kids are watching. They're watching what, what adults do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, all the time. All the time. Yeah, so growing up in Bakersfield, uh, what what kept you busy as a as a young man? Uh, mainly just playing basketball in, in, in school. You know, I think, you know, back in our day, man, it, you can find something to do all the time. Yeah. You know, uh, basically because you was usually forced to be outside of the house. <laughs> the uh, streetlights came on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> wasn't until I think, you know, junior high where I actually started being able to kind of stand and play a little bit more video games and kind of chill out. But for the most part, <laughs> they used to tell you, you know, get out the house, yeah. you know, do something, which is forced social interaction. You know, you yeah. go to a park and you can start up a, a hoop game fairly easily. Uh, you go to your family house, you know, you have to go play some ball. So, for me, playing sports, and then, you know, the younger you are, the more creative and imaginative you got. So you just figured out something to do while you was outside. So um, yeah, that's usually what kept me busy, man. Aside from school, it was just trying to be out, having fun, being creative. Uh, in the summers, you know, uh, I had an opportunity to go and work with my grandfather. He used to cut, cut lines, and, you know, oh, I was man. in charge was of, of raking. Yeah, so I had to... <laughs> The push broom and the rake, man. To this oh, day, I know how to operate those things. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. They got they, man, man, they let you off easy. Well, I mean, I did some hedging, too. That was it. That's all <laughs> I had to do. I had the hedges. I had to clean up the flower beds and, you know, the fruit trees, which I hated. And then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. that push broom, man, make sure it cleaned up. Oh, yeah, that's how, that's how you make get sure started. it was right. That's how you get started with the push broom. <laughs> yeah. Now nah, we so, just use regular bros now. Blower. <laughs> now they got the blowers now. The, just... <laughs> oh, the tempo of the blower, like it blows yeah. to a little nice little pile for you. So yeah. Yeah, it's just change. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So yeah, man, I comprised my summers, man. I was pretty boring. So just being social by playing sports and then working. Uh when I had the opportunity, you know, whether it's with my grandfather or my uncle or somebody. But okay. Other than that, that's it. So basketball, how did how did you get started with basketball? How how did man? If I if I had a story to tell about it, I, I you know I wouldn't know where it actually developed. I've always played basketball. Uh, my older brother and my cousins they played basketball, um, and so it was just kind of natural to kind of get into. I think when I knew it was special to me, uh, you know, in, in junior high when my grandmother passed. I mean, I just used to stay outside and play. And for me, that was a sense of comfort and getting away uh, because, you know, she did a, she contributed a lot to raising me. And so when that happened, you know, I think that's when the, the love of the game kind of deepened. And then uh, going into high school and, and getting ready to play, uh, you know, I thought about playing two sports. You know, my older cousin I'm close with, mm -hmm. uh, his name Bryson, he played football and he was really good. And so I was like, oh, I can go play football too. And, you know, when you when you go out and you play in the street, oh yeah, that's it's a little bit easy, you know, because yeah. you can make a couple cuts. It ain't too physical, <laughs> you know, and all of that. But uh, I went to one practice and I saw them doing that a uh, little weave drill where they 
jump over one another and they're rolling underneath and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, I know I, what you're talking about. I, I saw that drill and I said, well, I'll never play football ever. So <laughs> I, ended up, <laughs> I ended up just going right into basketball. And that oh, was going to yeah. be it, man. You know, back in those days, believe it or not, I was, I was only like 140 pounds, super skinny. I wasn't that fast, but I also, I did, I, you know, don't like lifting weights and running and all that stuff. So football just wasn't going to be it for me. Yeah. I, I knew basketball was going to be the thing more that I got into the most. Yeah, that's it. More for <laughs> that's it. <laughs> so that's the kind of what I did, man. I went and played a few years of high school basketball. Uh, at, at what high school? Uh, West High, West Bakersfield. West so Bakersfield. home of the Vikings. The Vikings. Shout yeah, out to man. West Bakersfield. Home of the Vikings. So, uh, West is best. That was kind of one of our sayings back then, too. So, okay. Did y'all uh, yeah. have any opportunities to win any Valley Championships or anything? Uh, no, not in basketball, man. We, <laughs> you know, they, they, our team was, was good, but we didn't have a chance. The generation before us, they did, they did all right, but no, nah, we didn't have a, we didn't have an opportunity to win a, a Valley Championship. Man. Yeah, that's what everybody everybody goal is to get one of them championships. Oh, so yeah. That, yeah. So after after high school, where did you end up going to college at? So, you know, I ended up going to Fresno City. Um, I I was kind of late in the game. I mean, I knew basketball wasn't going to be in the cards in regards to playing. I kind of gave up on that dream in regards to playing, and I just spent some time trying to figure out. You know, if I was going to stay in Bakersfield, if I wanted to go to a university. Um, and I waited really late to try to apply. And at that time, you know, they weren't taking any late admits. And so uh, I had a cousin, Bryson, who was playing football at Fresno State. Uh, he was a running back over there. And we had just decided that I'm just going to go out there and go to Fresno to just live. And uh, ended up going to Fresno City. Uh probably the greatest experience ever. Um, but going there to go and try to uh, complete enough units to transfer to Fresno State since I, I waited too long to apply. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's where I got started. Yeah, Fresno City, man, that's a – if you use it right, if you use it the right way, man, it could be it could be beneficial for you. But if you use it the wrong way, you'll be paying 14 years, 15 years down the line trying to, yeah. trying to rebound back. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, trust me when I tell you that. <laughs> Definitely a little pattern over there. I ain't gonna speak down on it, but yeah, yeah but, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I but we gotta we gotta we gotta change the we gotta change it now. We gotta let these young kids know, man. Go in there, get your education and get out. It's you, you got your whole life to hang out and 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 hang out with your friends and socialize, but man, just use that time right there to get that education. Absolutely. Because man, this is a lot of kids and a lot of young African American kids get trapped in that in that in that cycle. Right. Right. So it's definitely just important to get there and stay motivated and understand what the goal is while you're there. And yeah. If you're able to do that, then I think success kind of comes from that. So. Yeah. So after finishing at uh Fresno City, you went to Fresno State. How how was that experience for you? Uh it was great, man. I mean I love Fresno State. Um, I love that university. I love the environment that was over there. You know, it's a it's a very lively campus. You know, you got the frats and the sororities, and it's always something going on, music playing, uh, different groups. You got free speech area, which could be 
you know, enlightening or controversial, just depending on who decided to speak that day. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> the professors, you know, they're all into whatever topic it is that they're teaching. Um, it's very communal. Um, I met some of my lifelong friends at that school that I still have today. Uh, you know, we got to play basketball at the rec center 24-7. Yeah. Uh, and then friends those stayed as, I mean, clearly they're responsible for a lot of what I was able to kind of accomplish in my life thus far, but I love that university. Uh, it was great. It was honestly, it was it was great. No complaints about. Uh, it's a good, yeah, it's a good institution. They get they 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 produce a lot of uh, great people that come out of Fresno State. Yeah. So, so you you mentioned that you got your master's degree. What, yeah. What did you get your master's degree in? Uh, counseling, man. I went there for uh, marriage and family therapy. Okay. So, how is that profession for you? It was it was it was really good. So you know, uh, I had a I had a teacher uh, in high school, Mr. Nunez, and he uh, well he started our our relationship started because he decided to confront me because I just wasn't into going to school. I did well enough to kind of get by, but I wasn't big on on being there every day. And you know, one day he had confronted me. He's like, "Hey, man, like you know, when basketball season's in, you're here." Uh, but when it's not, you know, you don't show up or you're missing a lot of days. I mean, you're still doing good on the test, but you can be doing so much better. Uh, so he had kind of called me out, uh, which kind of kind of fueled something in me to make sure I could do good and go to college. Yeah. Um, he talked to me a little bit about, you know, black and brown people and how they need to be more successful and accountable and all of those things. Uh, but with that, we were just talking about different professions and he started telling me about counseling and how you get paid for it. And you know, in high school, uh, one of the benefits that I had, I had some relatives that just wanted to vent. And they used to come pick me up from school or, uh, you know, take me out to eat. Really, I would just sit there and listen. Really, I was there for the food or whatever the reward <laughs> was, just sitting there listening. Going, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so going into college, I already kind of knew I wanted to go into psychology. I'm very interested in people and understanding people and human behavior and all of those things. And uh, so get my get my bachelor's degree in psychology, and then it just kind of sparked me to go the route in counseling for marriage and family therapy, you know, and, and there's different levels to mental health. Uh, clearly, mental health is very important, but yes, I don't think people understand the different levels of kind of what's involved. You know, you have psychiatry, uh, which is more of like a medical doctor. They're prescribing meds. They're still assessing those mm-hmm. clients and then prescribing meds. Then you got psychology psychologist who's doing more of like the testing uh, to try to do their assessment. So they do a, a multiple tests and they kind of write up a report. And then you just got, you know, your therapists or your counselors. And those are the people that most people kind of understand that they kind of see on TV uh, sitting on the couch and talking, even though it doesn't always go like that. Yeah. Uh, but they're there to kind of help you and give you various strategies to kind of talk through some of your issues or provide you with some plans to help you work through it. Um, yeah. But it's super important. Mental health is super important. So me going into that profession, uh, it was great, man. I mean, Fresno State had a program there that allowed you to start working with clients. I mean, your second semester, you're already kind of working with general population. And then it just kind of builds up from there. Uh, By the time my last semester, I mean, you know, you're doing family counseling, got couples counseling, individual counseling. Uh, so they definitely kind of prepare you to go into the work world. And, they give you the experience uh, already. Yeah, ton of experience, man. And and then 
you know, my time there kind of led me into some greater things professionally. Uh, you know, that's where I kind of met you and Manny yeah. and some of my, my what I call my family now because uh, I ended up working at a group home and uh, being a therapist there and kind of, you know, uh, learned a lot. We're very grateful for that job because it allowed me a ton of freedom. Yeah, uh, it probably didn't start off the best. I know people were a little resistant because I tried to come in hard, but uh, <laughs> ended up being a <laughs> a great experience uh, to try to help those young people uh, grow and develop and kind of understand their situations. But yeah, uh, you know, I, I just believe in a saying, man: find something you're good at and find a way to get paid for it. Man, know? I that man, I live you know? by that to this day. Uh, ever since you told me that, man, I've that's what I've been. That's what I've been trying to find my my purpose. That's it, man. I think yeah. that's that's the most joyous thing because you're not you're not walking around feeling like you. Uh, yeah. You know, it's not like work every day. It's something that you go into. You're not stressed about it. You just kind of go in enjoying what you're doing every day, and the stress that comes with it is good stress because it's something that you're investing. Yeah. In. So, uh, being able to do that, man, for those years that I did it, it was it was incredible. Yeah. It was great. Um, but I, I think the benefit of being able to help people and, you know, you're part mentor, but you're also trying to help them figure themselves out and help them figure out how to how to figure themselves out during the time of crisis or stress or feeling down. So, yeah, uh, you know, getting that degree kind of help kind of form uh, good relationships and long lasting relationships for myself. But it also helped me, uh, you know, be able to contribute and help society in some form or fashion. Yes. Yes. So, so what advice would you give uh, new students, well, students or student athletes that are going to college just to play sports? What advice would you give them the importance of getting that degree? Well, I think it's really important because of how our world is kind of designed today. I think you know, there are people who can make a, a lot of money going just vocational route. You know, college is not for everyone. But if you're there and you're playing sports, I would say don't just go to play the sport. Like, maximize that opportunity. So whether you're a student or a student athlete, I mean, whether your education is free or you're paying for it, I think if you're going to be there and be a part of something, you always want to do your best at it. So I would, I would say do all you can to learn as much as you can to, to earn the degree. You know, making sure you're focusing on selecting all the right classes, um, you know, to be successful and to make sure you're kind of getting things done as fast as you can, but doing it the right way. Yeah. Uh, and then maximize all the social opportunities that you can. I mean, all those people that you're around, they're going to be successful, uh, you know, in about 10 years. Yeah. That time, you're going to see them doing some big things. I mean, I love kind of seeing you know, friends that you got on, on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, and you see kind of what your friends are doing now and people that you knew back in college and being able to see their level of success and you want to make sure that you're tied into that. And yeah. They're part of your network. And so I would just say maximize those opportunities to be social. Yeah, relationship uh, like you're still focus and get Yeah, I think that's yeah. important, man. Yeah. It's important. You don't realize it until you're in the work world or, you know, until you need a friend who's a, a doctor or a lawyer or, yeah, you know, and you just need some advice or you need a referral. Like it's really important. Um, so I would just say maximize that as you're there to go ahead and take care of business uh, in the education realm. Yes. That's definitely important. Cause you don't want to go back 
10, 15 years down the line trying to keep up with these young kids and this, and this educational, the rat race. Well, you know how I feel about that, man. It's never too late. It's never oh, yeah. too late to yeah, go never, back and yeah. still go get it. So I think once you get there, though, you want to make the most of it, yeah. whenever that is. You got to maximize it. Yeah, absolutely. So now that you, you're done with college, you, you're in the workforce, what what got you into coaching? Well, I always knew I wanted to to coach basketball. I think just being able to see the game and understand it. Uh, I wasn't some top elite player uh, in high school at all. And so I had a lot of opportunity to be sitting on that bench and understanding the game, and <laughs> being able to see it from a different perspective. Um, and so I knew, like I said, I knew coming out of high school that playing was kind of done for me. Um, so that first year, I went to Fresno. You know, I was I was trying to find a job of some kind to get into it, um, just because I always had a, a passion of teaching. I thought I could do better um, than maybe a couple coaches that I've either played for or had been around. I thought, like, man, I understand the game. I know I can I can do this. So it just so happened I was at Fresno City and I was taking a, a officiating class and the. The teacher who was there, I talked to him a little bit, and you know, I'd ask the instructor, hey, if you have any coaching jobs, let me know. And he had brought me a flyer, and it was for Hamilton Middle School um, okay. in Fresno. And, yeah, right down the street from Fresno High. Yeah, right down the street. So I had a chance to go there and, and build a program up. I mean, the first year I had – no, I thought I knew what I was doing, and I had no clue. Uh, I mean, here I was, 18, trying to coach a team, and then uh, <laughs> <laughs> we got we got whooped, man. I had a bunch of big dudes, a bunch of big old post players on my team. We, you know, I came in thinking, oh, we're going to play fast, we're going to run, and that definitely <laughs> that definitely wasn't going to happen. I mean, we had one really good player, Joey Myers. You know, we tried to give him the ball as much as we can, man. We, <laughs> we had, I don't know. We might have been lucky. Yeah, we might have been lucky to win one game that year. But that one game felt like a, a championship. I remember, uh, you know, we had, we had scored. I think we are up maybe by two. But it was like a last play for the other team. And, you know, we huddled up. And I'm, like, trying to give them an inspiring speech. Like, this is what you work for. This is the moment. <laughs> Yeah, this is it right here. This is why we put in all the time. Mind you, this is one win out of about yeah. 20 games. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we got that win. They celebrated like it was a Oh, match. yeah. I've been, on, I've been on some teams like that, man. Get that one little win. And... <laughs> they jumping up and down, super excited. Uh, that's all it takes but, is one, though. <laughs> that's it. So, uh, and that kind of, that I was there for four years. And by the time I left, I mean, we ended up being 19 and four. And it was just a great experience. Uh, but in the midst of that time, uh, after I'd already got my bachelor's and I was I was working on my master's, uh, I had become friends with a lot of women's basketball players who, who were at Fresno State, and they were all about to graduate and be done. And I had talked to them about trying to figure out a way to get involved uh, with the college program, and you know Adrian Wiggins and Brett Frank and uh, Coach Hoskin and Coach Bond, uh, yeah. they were the the coaches for the Fresno State women's team and uh, they had brought me in for a little interview uh, to become a manager with them. Okay. And Yeah, man, it, it went well. So I ended up working with them for three years. That's where I, I met, you know, my assistant coach who I have now, Jaleesa Ross. She was like the, the greatest women's basketball player ever over there. Monster. Uh, and 
I just had opportunity to learn kind of what it takes to win. I mean, the cool thing is, I mean, they they won three straight championships when I was there. They won more after, but yeah, they was they, they was they so was I got elite. to observe. Yeah, they were really good. Yeah, they were great. And I got to kind of observe what that culture looks like, and and it, it reinvigorated me to to really try to push forward in this career. Um, you know, I just wanted that opportunity, and so uh, that's kind of what got me into it. I saw you could still impact uh, young people. Mm-hmm. And then still have fun and join the game, and that kind of led me to really trying to trying to push forward and make a career out of this thing. You know, I'm always grateful for that that Fresno yeah. State experience. Uh, got you, got you your start. Yeah, man, that was the foundation, man. Being able to see that and have something to work towards. You know, you, you saw it, you saw the recipe for success, and now you just try to figure yeah. out how to implement that into your own philosophy. Then, then after Fresno State, you went to FPU. Fresno Pacific University? Yeah. Uh, Aaron Scholes. So, I, you know, this is kind of me being young and not not really understanding how it really works. But, uh, you know, I was like, man, Fresno State at one. I kind of just been around the staff. So I knew, like, man, you give me one phone call, I can go easily get a job. Or they would want just anyone from that program. Yeah. You know, it didn't matter if you was a coach or whatever. And, you know, that just wasn't the case. <laughs> So <laughs> try to go you know, off the name. Huh? To, yeah, I tried to go off the name and kind of what they accomplished. Uh and that's just not how it works. And so uh I kind of reached out to a couple different coaches and uh, Aaron Schultz that let me volunteer. I mean, I volunteered my first four years at FPU. Man. Uh, while still holding down a you know full time job. I was just trying to volunteer to get by, and that's something that you gotta do. You gotta yeah, you gotta, you gotta, gotta be able to sacrifice. Yeah, yeah, you gotta pay your dues and uh, so Aaron Scholes gave me an opportunity uh, to be an assistant coach, you know, be a volunteer assistant. And I did that with her. And then Lindsay Wilson uh, came in as a new coach, and she gave me a, a, an opportunity to be there as a volunteer uh, my first year. And then when they created a, a full-time assistant position, she allowed me to, to be a part of that and gave me my first full-time coaching job. And I always oh, be appreciative of that. You know, that just kind of started the ball rolling for me. Yeah. So you did that from 2010 to 2016? Yeah. Well, yeah, I was there that entire time, man. All those years I was there. And, you know, for four of those years I was – I mean, I worked all the years I was there kind of doing a a second job, just kind of making ends meet. But, um, yeah, I did that uh, for, for those years and then tried to figure it out after that. Yeah. That's good right there. See, so now you in there. So after that, you go to Dominguez Hills as an interim head coach. Yeah. So originally, so I went there because you know uh, Lindsay had got let go and you know she had resigned and you know I had to figure out what I was going to do. Uh, at the time, I was still you know kind of doing the. You know, I was working at a foster family agency, and I was still doing therapy uh, for a group home, and then I also was doing academic counseling at Fresno City. And and once that had happened, I thought, like, hey, this is it, right? Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. Um, I thought, I thought coaching may have been done. Mm. You know, I, I wasn't really sure kind of what that next avenue was gonna look like, mm-hmm. mainly because you know you can't just go to another job and and understand that you're just going to be successful there. And I thought, yeah. like, man, I'm, it's going to be a tough a tough situation for me to go try to 
I can't really go and sacrifice again and, and go be a volunteer. I just financially couldn't do it. Yeah, that's understandable. And, yeah, so I thought I was going to be stuck. Um, and then Jaleesa Ross, so this is, again, this is why I say, like, being social and having that connection. Uh, Jaleesa had already been working at Dominguez Hills, and, mm-hmm. you know, her boss was looking for a, another assistant coach, and, you know, she had vouched for me. She called me. She's like, hey, man, like, I don't know what you're doing, but you're interested in this. And I told her I would be. And, you know, I kind of did some informal interviews mm-hmm. uh, just in regards to the job. Uh, I think, you know, Janelle Jones, who was here, she just kind of wanted to get a feel for who I was as a person. She's a pretty established coach, so I don't think she needed the X's and O's help as much. But I think yeah. she was just looking for somebody you can trust. I mean, that's big in the coaching world these days. You want to hire people you can trust. And so, uh she gave me that opportunity. So I was hired as an assistant. Okay. Uh, so I got there and I was, you know, thankful for Janelle and Jaleesa for giving me that opportunity. And then 20, 20 days into the job, man, she, it was right before a practice, uh, literally about 15 to 20 minutes before a practice. And she came in, she shut the door. So we're thinking like, oh man, what's going on? You know, is this like, you know, coaching gossip or what's happening? And she just told us like, hey, I just wanted to let y'all know I'm going to you know, the University of San Francisco, and we're like, wait, what? <laughs> you know, oh, like, man. we just got here. <laughs> yeah, we just all got here. She's like, I'm going to the University of San Francisco. So immediately, my mind is like, oh, man, what am I going to do now? Yeah. Uh, you know, I've, I've quit all my jobs in Fresno. I've, <laughs> I, you know, and I hadn't found a place yet. I was still staying in, in hotels. I was using a credit card to just stay in different hotels because I was looking for a place. Yeah. Um, And, uh, when she told us that, you know, both me and Jaleesa were kind of caught off guard. And so, uh, man, we spent a few weeks just kind of exchanging who was leading the practice days. You know, we were talking about, like, how can we do this and what's going to work and, you know, uh, make a long story short, they eventually named me as the interim head coach. Man, that's uh, a blessing that right year. there. Yeah, man, it's right place, right time. Yeah. It was right place, right time. And we went through that year and then I had to go through the hiring process to start it. Uh, that January, and then I, I got named head coach in March. And, you know, uh, it was yeah. great, man. I mean, we had yeah, my associate AD, Jamie, and then our AD, Jeff. I mean, they, they just saw something and gave me an opportunity. And man, that's I, a blessing I, right I, there. Great for that. Yeah. You know, coaching is so funny, man. It's always, like, just right place, right time. Yeah, like, that's ba- yeah, that's basically what it is. Yeah, being an assistant at FPU and then – kind of coming here and then you know with that boss leaving you know I, I wasn't sure if I'd ever get that opportunity to, to be in this position and for it to happen the way that it did is just kind of crazy to me yeah that's the universe that's all that's you the universe know. right there yeah <laughs> yeah so you know you know how it is man you, you work in and you're trying to be a part of something and you know what you want and you always feel like you you understand your own path but you know sometimes God has a different plan and yeah you just kind of got to follow that Yep. That's kind of what happened with me is, you know, it wasn't on my time. So when it happened, you know, it just happened. Yeah, so how how is it uh coaching at that 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 level now? How how is it different from FPU and the Fresno State? It's not different at FPU. I mean, clearly, you know, Fresno State, I wasn't involved in as much. You know, they let me kind of sit down on the scouting and some of the video stuff, and I was able to learn a good amount. But I wasn't as involved. Uh, I would just kind of hear about it a little bit more over there. And then at Fresno Pacific, you know, it 
I I'm grateful for Fresno Pacific because it prepared me to be ready at the newest hills. You know, when I was at FPU, I had an opportunity to try to build relationships with, with various coaches, and um, I was able to learn a lot of the paperwork. I mean, I kind of handled a lot of responsibilities there, the travel, and really everything that kind of puts you in a position to kind of be ready and kind of manage. And, yeah. You know, the, the biggest thing and the biggest benefit of working in Fresno is between the job working, you know, for Kaijo, uh, where they allowed me to to essentially kind of run my own little department, yeah. um, you know, in a couple different ways and kind of being that leadership. <laughs> so with that and FPU, I think it prepared me to go and be ready to manage a program at Dominguez. Okay. And, you know, a lot of that comes from just – you know, building relationships, understanding how to how to navigate the corporate landscape a little bit, learning how to talk to people. Um, I think relationship building is the important part. And then, you know, always just kind of sitting back, watching and learning. And then now it's just you have a chance to execute your vision yeah. and have that opportunity. And that's just something that you try to try to focus on and you want to do. And so it's not really different. Uh, I love Dominguez. It's a completely different environment than mm-hmm. FDU. Uh, the big city it, now, yeah, yeah. But I mean, but Dominguez is very communal, man. It's okay. it's uh it's diverse. It's one of the most diverse places, um, in the state. You know, uh, just our population and everything, and I just love it. I love it there, man. It's like it's like home, honestly. Yeah, that's, that's good. Like at home. Yeah, that's good right there. So present day, we had this COVID nineteen. Yeah. yeah. Y'all was doing – y'all was on your way up. Y'all ended y'all season with a uh, three-game winning streak. How, how was that for the seniors on the team to have to abruptly end the season like that? Well, the good thing for us is we had finished. You know, we, we ended up being one game out of the playoffs. Uh, so our seniors definitely weren't, weren't satisfied with that. Uh, you know, it was a unique year for us. We had a player that, uh, you know – we had a couple things kind of going on. Player lost her father. Another player's oh, father had, you know, open heart surgery. And, uh, you know, just different things kind of came up during this year that were outside of the game. Yeah. Uh, that kind of threw us off. But I think, you know, in the midst of that, you know, various injuries and just different things that kind of came up, I think our younger kids had a chance to kind of bond. And I think we saw something that was going to spark kind of our culture and the direction that we wanted to go. Uh, going forward and, and so I don't know if the momentum necessarily builds uh, year to year just because I felt like we took a step back this year but um, I definitely think our younger kids were inspired because they didn't want to feel like that anymore you know they don't want to feel good about about not making the playoffs and not progressing the way that we we all kind of planned and so yeah. uh, that was a good thing for us so COVID didn't necessarily affect our season as much as it did for other people in our conference which I know you know, for some teams, that was just devastating. Yeah. Uh, to have to end abruptly like that, especially when, you know, you had a, a different journey that you were planning to be a part of uh, for the year. Yeah. Man, but that's a that's a, a big topic now that, that COVID-19 is changing. <clears throat> it's changing the way a lot of people have to coach the game now and run practice. and. Yeah, man, it's completely different. It's completely different. I, you know, you get to see different little, you know, high schools and and different levels that are able to kind of do it. And uh, I think it's gonna it's gonna challenge a lot of people's creativity. Yeah, you 
you know, it's definitely going to test to see how creative you can be as a coach. And, uh, you know, I'm waiting to just try to see how it all kind of play, plays out. I mean, I know a lot of D1 schools are kind of testing out some things. and High schools are kind of testing out some things. But I'm very interested interested to see kind of how it all plays out in the long yeah, that's going. Yeah, we all trying to see because I know our season uh, as of right now they say it's uh, canceled for the youth football, and then I know throughout California a lot of the junior colleges aren't going to be uh, participating this year for the fall season in any sport. Yep. So, yeah, we got we gotta we gotta we gotta we gotta pay attention to it now. It's 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 real. Absolutely, you it's know real. our. our we're, our conference is one of the first people to kind of come out and do the same thing and, you know, not have fall sports and kind of push everything back to the start of the spring. And mm-hmm. clearly that's hopeful depending on the level of cases. and Yeah. Uh, you know, if there's any spikes or if there seems to be a vaccine getting created, I mean, uh, that's kind of where we are right now. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely real. It's definitely having an impact. I don't think they would continue to, you know, limit the economy and those type of things if, it wasn't real, so now it's yeah. just a matter of trying to figure out how we get through it, which I think that we will. You know, I think we'll, we'll get through it and we'll all be better for it, but um, it's just kind of waiting and seeing how that kind of happens. Yeah, that's true. It's just so. How has that uh, affected affected the recruiting process at all? I mean, clearly, yeah. I mean, normally during this time, we're out and about, kind of watching kids and and bouncing from place to place and watching different tournaments. And now you kind of are just hoping, you know, originally the plan was to maybe watch them through video, uh, through live streams, but even that changes when, yeah. you know, certain states have to shut down and those tournaments get canceled. Yeah. Um, so it affects it a little bit. I think that the, the good thing for us, you know, uh, my assistant, Jaleesa, she works really hard to kind of have a connection and we, we project out you know, for years ahead. And so we kind of had an idea of who we wanted. It's just tough because you can't go watch them play. But yeah, um, it makes you get creative and you got to come up with different ways to do visits and uh, to be able to kind of check in with them and, you know, show them your campus and those type of things. So uh, I think it's just this time in regards to recruiting, I think coaches just have to figure out a, a new way to connect. And I yeah. think that's the biggest thing that's going to show is, you know, were you someone who just showed flash or are you able to just connect with, with players on a new level? And yeah. uh, that's just something that, that we do. And that, that's what most coaches are trying to do is just figure out a new approach because you really don't have an option. And yeah. You, you got to try to players in, you got to figure it out. Yeah. You got to try to utilize this social media and stuff. It's like, yeah, you definitely, social media Social media is huge, you know. Yeah. What you're saying and what you're doing on there kind of stands out even more and that's how you promote your program. Yeah. yeah. So you got to be able to be marketable now. <laughs> Especially you do, to- but I, I really do think it, it just comes down to, to connection. And, yeah, that too. You know, building a relationship with as many people as you can. Yeah, kids and, and, the, and the, the student athletes now, they want to feel like they got a chance to be successful in their program and – and not just, not just be there. They, they want to see themselves being successful. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think you know another benefit of relationship. I mean, we're in a world in a, a world today where 
you know, so many people are stuck into their phones and into their different social medias that they have that when you finally have the human connection, you know, you want to maximize that because, you know, yeah. for some people, that's all the human connection that they're getting. So yeah. that's where I think those relationships are valuable uh, just because they have to choose, you know, people have to choose to pay attention to other people just because, you know, with social media, you can stay connected to so much that you really got to got to stand out to people in order for them to, to maintain that connection with you. And I think yeah, that's true. Um, that's what's super important now is kind of building those relationships and having that human connection. Yeah. That's what we got to do more of. A lot of these kids now stuck on these, these gadgets and gadgets and, and afraid to talk to people in, in person, but can be the liveliest person on the internet. Yeah, <laughs> I think that, but you know, I think that's for all people, man. I think that's just a lot of people in general, you know, some of the most opinionated people in social media are some of the people that don't have much to say face to face. Yeah. You know, it's a different level of confidence when you can type those words versus having to be confronted with, you know, because there's different emotions that come up during those times. Usually yeah. people are, are tweeting and, and writing out their statements. They're in a, a safe and secure spot and in the privacy of their own area and yeah. you know clearly that's a lot easier than being somewhere and have to say those things to a person in their face or just in general so uh, I think everybody's just trying to learn how to do it differently and that's just kind of what it is it's, yeah, it is it's a unique true. time though but people do have a lot more confidence uh, you know behind the Oh, yeah. Behind the phone with the Twitter figures, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so, so now that it's um COVID 19, has this um, I know, I know it's affected your spring and your summer development, but but moving forward, how how, how do you plan on uh, uh, getting better? You know, the spring, you're right, it affected us for the spring, and then you know, for division two in the summer. There is no – you really don't have a, a ton of contact with your players. We don't get to work them out in the summer. You know, uh, D2 is all about work-life balance, and, and they kind of get a break from the sport. And so, okay. usually in the summers, we're not – yeah, that's usually at the D1. Uh, late summers, NAI, but at our level, we don't, we don't really do that. Um, we usually can start working out with kids, you know, the second week of school. So, Right now, I think it's just trying to stay in, in communication with them, with everything that's going on in our world. Um, we just try to talk to them and, and stay connected. I think the challenge is going to be just trying to figure out, you know, if we if we end up not being able to go back on campus and, you know, if our sport is pushed back to the spring, it's just trying to get creative and figure out how to, how to do some things virtually. And, and I think that's some things that you know, my staff and I are trying to put together to figure out a new way to, Stay connected, but then also help the players kind of be as prepared as possible. Yeah. Uh, whenever we do get a chance to step back on the court, so this to give them this is basically give them opportunity to be accountable for their own own development. Be like to put that extra work in that behind the scenes work that nobody will probably really even see. Yeah, I think that's something that we always try to encourage them to do. But now it's really the onus is really on them to. Yeah. kind of make that happen. I mean, clearly we can be there and kind of help them through by looking at things through the video once that is approved, but, you know, that's still a little bit different. It's still going to kind of be on them to get, yeah, to, get to stay job. in shape and get in shape as much as they can. Yeah. Um, and try to get the job done. So that when, when it's time to go, I think everything will happen fast this year. 
So this is this is an opportunity for some of them for some of them players that's at the at the end of the bench to uh work their way up to the to the to the to the main to the starting roster. Yeah, if they put the work in, I mean everything yeah. is earned. So uh if that's something that they're willing to invest and put the time in, I mean clearly the reward and the and the proof's always in what you do whenever we kind of come back together. So you know, that's kind of on them to kind of figure that out. But, I mean, I think everyone, you know, players, coaches, are all going to have to try to figure out, you know, what that looks like and, and how to support each other through that. Uh, yeah. Just because it's all brand new. So Yeah, so it's a trial and error right now. So anything you do is pretty much just trial to see what works and what don't work. Yep. That's it, man. That's it. Yeah. When do you, do you guys have a time when you guys are going to get started back up? Or uh, it's supposed to. It was supposed to be in well the first the last week of July, but we got a um, they had a meeting with the the league, and they decided as of right now to suspend the season because they're going off of what the high schools the high schools are doing. Okay, so whatever because all our uh, youth teams are sanctioned under the high school team, so. Whatever the high school team is doing is what we're going to be doing. Gotcha. Yeah, so if they change it tomorrow, we could be back on. But as of right now, they said the season is going to be suspended. So we might try to do some 707 type deals or something like that once that gets approved. But as of right now, it's just season suspended right now. Gotcha. Okay. But this will give me this, – this is giving me an opportunity to, to get my bag and – finish school and come up with other ideas and things that will help me when I want to start my business. So this, I'm just got to utilize opportunity, right? Yeah. So you maximizing the time. Yeah. I got to take advantage of it. Good. Cause uh, like they said, uh, I'm like, I told this other person I'm doing, I'm doing things now that I would, would have done that. I said, I'll do if I got the time. Yep. So now I ain't got no, I ain't got nothing but time. So I got to get it done. I like that, man. You already know me. I love here, you know, my people doing what they got to do. Yeah, be successful. So and I, and, and what I you like told it. me, and what you told me, find something that you do for free, and 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 make that your career path. And I, I think I found it. So yeah, good. Yeah, that stuck with me ever since you told me that that one day. I said, man, that stuck with me. <laughs> It took me about about seven, eight years to find it, but I, I think I found it. <laughs> hey man, as long as you found it, now you're gonna do something with it. Yeah. That's all that's all there is, man. Yeah. Well, I appreciate appreciate you, John. Oh just man. Keep, just keep doing your thing, man. Yeah, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try, man. Yeah, if you ever need a uh, strength conditioning coach, man, the offer is still on the table, man. I got, man, I <laughs> you got me. <laughs> Hope you ain't forgot about me, man. <laughs> Heck no, I ain't forgot, man. You know, added. Uh, I added uh, footwork and agility to my to my program too, man. So Did I, you? Yeah, you, you put that in there. Give you everything, man. You getting a lot when you get me, man. <laughs> <laughs> How's everything else? Your family doing all right? Oh Everybody man, they good. Things? They good, man. They good. The kids are staying busy. Got them working out. Uh, Andrea, she's still doing her softball. She's coming off of an injury right now, but uh, we'll see how she looks when she comes back 
when practice resumes. Then Adrian, he getting ready for his season. And then uh, the youngest, he just being her, just being a, a five-year-old kid, chilling. Yeah. <laughs> and then Anna, she just working and trying to get her photography thing off the ground. So we all trying to we all trying to find a lane, man, that we can that we can be successful in and, and yeah. turn into something. Yeah, I've been seeing all the all the pictures and things that you posted. Yeah, so I might be a little bottle now up. too. I might be oh a little bottle. Oh my god, too, yeah. Man. I was like, what are you trying to do, man? What kind of <laughs> man, you said you said find what you'll do for free, man. I'm 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 trying to do everything now. <laughs> I did see that, man. It looks like you've been working out. So. Yeah, a little bit. I've been known to get up in there and, and throw that iron around and do a little cardio. But try to stay busy, man. It's just it's, the mental health. That's that's the mental health part, just that that working out and stuff. Yeah. Trying to stay yeah. keep my mind busy. Get all that negative energy out. Right. Right. I think that's real important. I think the energy around you has to be good. I think you got to create your own good energy. Yeah. You got to let that trickle down to to the people around you so yeah so we, yeah so we trying to get it man we trying to get it trying to show my kids a different way that's why i end up going back to school also just to let them know that's what, what the new standard is yeah so yes yeah, it's, it's, it's it's a process that's good man. man i love hearing that i yeah. love hearing that good yeah so that's basically what we've been that's basically what we've been doing okay so we take we they say you got to take advantage of a good uh pandemic, man. We took advantage of it. I think now's the time. If if you had any plans, if anybody had any plans to try to go grow individually, I mean, now's the time to to make the best out of an unfortunate situation and, and do that. So. Yeah, it is. And the crazy part about it is it's a lot of it's a lot of businesses that is is being formed out of this pandemic i see a lot of people man selling selling food and uh doing photography now and and uh just basically all type of different uh things to make money now yeah i think once you got to slow down and really have an opportunity to think like what are the needs of the people i think it's easy to to come up with some of those things so you definitely see some people getting inspired to to do some things and maybe you know, find some time for passions that, that they yeah. otherwise didn't have time for. Yeah, and that's good. That's that's man, we we gonna come out of this thing strong. Absolutely. I think, I think everything's gonna be different coming out of this. I think people yeah. are gonna see like, you know, maybe you don't really need an office and people can't work from home and see yeah. productive and the business can flow and which would allow for other people to, you know, to to get involved in some other passions. So Yeah. I think once we come out of the other side of this and things change, I, I just can't wait to see kind of what that's inspired in, in people. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot different, man. And and I see it already. Yeah, a lot of people that we worked with got their own little business LLCs and stuff, just doing their thing. Right. I so love seeing that, man. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So any any shout outs or anything, John? Before we go, before we wrap it up. I don't have nothing, man. You know me. I'm uh, I'm fairly simple, and uh, I do think, you know, try to invest in the people around you. You know, one of my biggest things is, you know, I, I feel really good when I see the people around me being successful, and uh, it's very rewarding to sort of invest in the, in the people that you're closest to and try to support them, and I feel like that's something that, that all people should strive to do. Um, I think, you know, everyone should try to embrace the fact that, that, you know, 
the importance of mental health. I'll yeah. always kind of be a proponent of that. And I think people should, should try to focus, invest, and understand as, as much as they can. Uh, we got to try to figure out a way to continue to eliminate the stigma um, that having a mental health issue is a bad thing. You know, you want to be able to work through that. And we don't want people to, to stay silent about the things that they struggle with. Yeah. Uh, and clearly find a passion. You know, find a passion and find something you would do for free, figure out a way to get paid for it. And and I think that leads to long-term happiness uh, at the end of the day. But, you know, that's all I really got. Oh, man, that's that's all that, man. That's all good stuff right there. All right, John, man. Appreciate, Appreciate you for having having me on, man. You know, it's my first little podcast thing, so hopefully it went all right. Okay, man, hopefully – yeah, so I got the scoop before ESPN got it, man. So ESPN got it. <laughs> he was on. He was on BD Impact yeah. first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I had to take so that in case I, something does come from it, uh, you can always kind of release this tape a little bit later. I'm giving you approval to go ahead and make money off of it. Oh, okay, appreciate it, man. Appreciate well, it. Hold on to it. Don't even put it out until, until we see if something happens. Yeah. Nothing happens, man. You know, burn it or put it out, whatever. <laughs> Well, all right, John. All right, Cole. Appreciate you, man. All right, man. All right. Tell everybody I said hi. All right. Have a good one. All right. You too. I want to thank you all for listening to the show today. And if you haven't already, please go follow me on Coach Skyers on Instagram. You can also follow me on TikTok at Coach Skyers. So it's both the same name. You can go on TikTok and follow me. Or you can go on Coach Skyers and follow me. Thank y'all. Thank you very much.